in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish Powerhouse. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, just took off both of my face masks so that I can breathe. And we are here, and we are the All-Around Home Improvement Hour, ready to help you with your home improvement needs. Every Saturday from noon to 1, we're talking all things home improvement related. Let's go! All around, we get it done, we do it right. Welcome, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. This is the All-Around Home Improvement Hour. My name is Charles Thayer, and some call me the Home Improvement Slayer, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bree. And joining me is... Hi. Kyle Miller from All Around. thought you weren't going to introduce me for a moment there. No, of course. Always always will, my man. So, um, just want to bring up, it's, it's going to be a really busy build season. Incredibly busy. Yeah, what do we have? 150 plus roofs in queue right now, and something like that trickling in, which is good. Which is good, and we're going to do our best to get through those. Um, but you'll find that this time of year, a lot of contractors aren't answering their phone. That's they're, because they're getting too busy. They stop caring. They don't care. Maybe we're, some of them do. There's varying levels of you know caring and apathy. They going should on. care, because, but not at all around. We should care for each other. I mean, we're all in this together. I care a little bit about you. I care a lot about our customers. Good. I just want to keep my job, so I care enough to keep my job. I don't about know you. I don't know what we're talking about now. I'm losing this. Contractors not answering their phones because they're getting too busy before spring. Well, it happens. So. Um, you know, I think contractors have a hard time scaling. A lot of businesses do. Um, they're either too small or or uh, they get too big, but the in-betweens have a really, really hard time. And they want to take on a lot of projects, but they can't seem to figure out how to delegate and elevate. Yeah, they're short-staffed, or when they ramp up after a storm, they'll bring on unqualified crews, you know, over-promise, under-deliver. You know, that's one big thing we'll probably see a lot of this year with material lead times getting longer and longer as some contractors, they fail to set expectations properly. And, you know, not that we're perfect here, but we have great uh, communication with our suppliers and with the manufacturers, and we stay up-to-date as much as we can on on the various materials that we're going to set expectations as realistically as we can. Sometimes we have to tell our customers it's going to be three or four months before we can start. But we're we're at least we're being honest because there's no way another contractor can come in and be apples to apples and do the same thing in, in half the time when it's going to take 12 weeks to get the material. You betcha, so Kyle. Being honest is just part of our core values. Yes, it is. Um, and on that note, we're talking proper project planning. Again, the entire month of March, um, in studio with us, joining us is 
Who's joining? Did you forget their names? I'm just kidding. Mike Hilborn. Mike Hilborn. Yeah, he was, he was on last week. Joined yes. us again to fill a, a big empty chair there. Thanks, Mike. I haven't Thanks had lunch yet. Me back. No, Saturday. It's it's early still. I haven't had lunch. Uh, yeah. Just... John Heinrich yes. with the czars of tar. Czars of tar. See, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. It Fresh is. from the your government duties. Yep. Minnesota State Legislature. Awesome. And what district do you serve? Who is your... Uh, it's District 35A, the cities of Anoka and Ramsey. All right. Yeah. Sweet. So we're talking uh, proper project planning, and um, that is kind of the theme of the show. So let's just dive right in. Mike, um, your business, for, for people that haven't uh, caught the show before and don't know a lot about Roof to Deck, give us kind of the snapshot, the, the elevator pitch, if you will. Who is Roof to Deck? All right, so I, I, I tell people we're a calendar-driven company, so depending on the time of year, it depends on what we're doing. And the whole idea is to keep our guys working all year round, right? Because it's so hard getting good, good people, and when you have good people, you want to keep them. So April through October, we power wash and stain wood decks. A little bit of October, the month of November, first part of December, we design and install Christmas lighting. The nice thing about Christmas lighting is you put it up, you got to take it down. So right now, January, February, March is when our guys take it down. Then we also do uh, ice dam removal. We were just in uh, Chicago this last uh, a couple weekends ago, and uh, did ice dams. Will it go anywhere in the country for that? Which is which is pretty cool. Um, we also do snow plowing. We plow snow with tractors in the city of Roseville. And we do some commercial snow plowing, and then we also do commercial power washing. And what that is is we wash trucks for like FedEx, Lunds, Byerly's companies like that, and we wash very very large parking garages for like the U of M or um, um, uh, United Healthcare, and we do a lot of uh, parking garages for condos. Sweet. So there you go. So, now that we're getting into spring, what are we getting into now? So now it's, yeah, I mean, so the biggest, biggest single part of our business is we restore wood, exterior wood, decks, fences, gazebos, porches, cedar shake roofs, um, power wash, clean them, and then stain them. What about docks? That's some that just came out like a big Lake Minnetonka dock out there, well, big you, wood. You, you can't wash it on the water. It has to be off the water because you don't want water, you don't want dirty stuff to get into the lake. So if it's off the lake, we can do it. If it's on the lake, we can't do it. Okay, but yeah, not really. A, I never yeah. thought about that. Just popped in my mind. No, right, right. Good. No, but yeah, we've done docks too. It's not about the chemicals that are in. Well, you, yeah. Well, there you go. You're definitely not going to be putting any chemicals on there. Uh, but just to power wash a deck, that's or a, a dock. I don't think you're getting the biggest benefit from that. You need to you need to clean it and stain it. So if I'm in the project planning phase of restaining the or refinishing the wood on on my house whether it's the roof or a fence or a deck yeah what am i thinking about first how do i start well you you know contact us so roof to deck.com um we'll have someone come out you do not need to be home for us to be out there you don't have to speak to us or anything like that all we're going to do is gather some information so no contact no contact so we and we've always been no contact, so it isn't anything new. It's just, yeah, well, look at that. Our model works for everything. If I want to wear two masks when you come out, is that okay? You Five. can wear two masks. I know they even recommend three. Oh, Are they recommending keeps three? Or At what point do no, you no, stop breathing? No, no, I heard three. What point do you stop breathing? What well, point does breathing become well, more Well, you got to cut a small hole in it so that you can breathe. Okay. Did you see the people in band that got I loved bubbles? That. I loved the one where pe- the, the band had a mask on with holes so they could play their instruments. <laughs> That was my favorite. <laughs> I I got a migraine yesterday, and I could have swore it was from wearing a mask. I get headaches on all a, the time. On a plane, um, I've never felt that before. I've never felt that on the front of my forehead. Right. And I think right. it was from wearing a mask. You know, the only place that you really, really have to wear a mask, because, I mean, in and out of buildings, you don't. 
I don't think it works. I don't. Um, but do you but, believe uh, but lifetime work? fitness? You got to wear a mask, and that's the worst. Yeah, is working out with a mask on. Well, if you believe masks don't work, then you must not believe in walls either. Walls work. Walls do work. Yeah, they do work. So the, you're, it's the friction, you know, it's stopping movement. It's got to work somewhat, right? What the mask? Yeah, I mean a little bit. I mean you can always go around the wall. Right. Well, that's what I think. I mean, isn't it just going other John? That's why thir- that's why 30 is safer than 3, Charles. Okay. Don't you care about people? 30, okay? What? Masks. Why stop at 3? 30 masks. 30 right. is okay. safer than 3. All right. I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. We're okay. We're on the same page. Well, and I I get it. I mean, cuz there's there's I've, I've got a friend of mine that does wear two masks and he's terrified of the whole thing. And I think the whole idea, right, is to is to make sure that people feel comfortable going out. Even if you don't believe in a mask. Right. There are people that do, so we all wear one so that people still go out and we can keep our country going. Yeah. And it's I don't li- like masks. I hate them more than anything. I can't stand them. It's a little sad seeing how scared some people really are about it. Absolutely terrified. It's just I can't even imagine. But then I think there's a little bit of virtue signaling and um, just political messaging involved in the whole thing. And, you know. But this is a home improvement radio show. Right. And I have to remind myself of that from time to time to time. Yeah. Can't we, we just talk politics? We all have an opinion. Yes. <laughs> we we got to have one show that's just politics. At least we're, on a, our, we're <laughs> on a good station to be able to do so. I don't think anybody's going to complain about it. Um, and if they do, you know, um, we'll put it in the suggestion box, which doubles as a shredded box um, in our office. So mm-hmm. we'll just talk. I use that all the time. Yes, awesome. Yeah, no wonder I'm not getting any of your suggestions, Kyle. Thanks so I'm much. just doing what you told me to do. You're the boss, right? Hey, so it shows how much I'm valued. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. So, All right, we, we have a golf simulator, so that's good. Yes. I'll stick around for that. We are. We do have a golf simulator. We just finished it. Uh, anyone's welcome to stop by, visit the all-around facility, and check it out. And if you want to go up against the Polish powerhouse, he will give you the keys of his car. If you can beat him at a long drive challenge. Impossible. No, I mean, he doesn't really drive the ball far, and oh. I'm kind of giving up his car for him. So that's, it's, he's probably not going to be happy with me. Anyhow, uh, we'll be right back right here on the All Around Home Improvement Hour right after this. Welcome back. It's the all-around home improvement hour right here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. You want to work with all-around? Do you want to work with the best? Go to allaround.com and check us out. We are an exterior contractor. We specialize in top-of-the-line roofing, siding, and window solutions. And we're right here local in the Twin Cities, serving all of the Twin Cities area and parts of greater Minnesota and parts of western Wisconsin as well. So. Yeah, with about 50, 60 miles of the Twin Cities, residential, light commercial, so townhomes, apartments, strip malls and churches. Mm-hmm. We're looking to do, we have capacity. We're adding to our production team. We're adding to our sales team. But from a customer standpoint, that's important to you because we have the capacity uh, to do more projects, to, to do larger projects, 
Um, and the manpower is huge right now because good, skilled labor is hard to find. Not only are materials getting more difficult to get, so that supplier relationship is important, but having the manpower and the aptitude to be able to carry out uh, high volume of projects and larger projects efficiently is increasingly difficult. Yeah, so work with an award-winning team, work with the best, uh, get get a hold of us at allaround.com. Also, check out our trusted affiliates and preferred partners that come on the show and help us do this week-to-week radio show, um, bringing their kind of aspect, their point of view with what they do in the home improvement industry. This week's no different. Again, we're hanging out in the studio with John Heinrich with Czars of Tar, the asphalt and paving team, and also... Mike Hilborn with Roof to Deck Restoration. Uh, Mike, kind of going back to you, people are getting ready to spend a lot of time on their deck, and um, you you tell this to people a lot of times. Uh, there's only what thirteen good weekends a year. Yeah, yeah. Th- there, you've got thirteen weekends that we've got nice summer weather, right? And do you want to spend two of them doing? Is it? that all? Is thirteen? That just seems. It's well, it's June, July, August, right? Those are the three, right? I suppose. So there you go. You got thirteen weeks, June, July, August. Do you want to spend two of those weekends doing your deck? No. Right, and you know, and I always say too that a lot of deck people that own decks they'll do it one or once or twice, and then after that they're saying I'm never going to do this again, and that's great. And then you you know, and for. I mean, the average deck that we do is somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars to clean and stain a deck. You know, do the math on it again. That's not burn time. No, it's very reasonable. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Gosh, I would have hired you a long time ago. And we're and what deck? (laughs) Then we specialize in it, and we're not a painting company. You know, so we're 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 specialized deck restoration business for that. We don't do a lot of painting, Mm -hmm. so this is kind of our thing. So you're getting the people that know this better than I think anybody. So what? What are your thoughts on, I know it's kind of off topic, but what are your thoughts on composite? Everybody seems to be moving to, you know, maintenance-free. Nothing's really maintenance-free. Right. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of, uh, does it take away from anything? Well, okay, so, yeah, real brief on this is that, first of all, we don't have any plastic furniture in our homes, right? It's just not... It's it's just not comfortable. It's not right. It's not relaxing. So you, a plastic composite deck, okay. But I get the low maintenance part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now composite, like anything else, like wood, it, it it has strengths and weaknesses. And so there's a series of strengths and there's a bunch of weaknesses. For example, composite, true composite is it, it's made out of wooden plastic. So mm-hmm. you take the worst parts of wood and you take the worst parts of plastic and you put the two together. Um, when wood gets uh, dry, um, it shrinks. When when it's dry and hot, it shrinks. When plastic gets dry and hot, it expands. And then the vice versa, when wood gets damp, it expands. And when plastic gets damp, it it, it contracts. So you've got this constant shifting all the time. Um, so it, And then that shows up in the appearance, right? You can get spots and stains and things like that. And the algae will still grow in the wood, depending on the type of product you get. And there are different grades of, of composite. Um, if you do choose to go composite here's here's what some people will do they'll do a they'll do a uh, a composite floor Mm -hmm. and then they'll do wood railings and that is the worst idea that i i can think of from a refinishing kind of thing because what we have to do that because people will hire us it's like okay would you please clean my composite and stain my wood so now we've got a stained wood that's on top of plastic right and that stain wants to fall down 
And you can mask it as much as you want, but in oil, water, it's going to dribble through a little bit. So it's really, really hard to stain wood that's on top of composite. What about, we've built a few decks. They look gorgeous, like a black aluminum railing on top of natural cedar decking. That's the right answer. Okay, If so, you want real wood decking, that feel under your feet, there's something that it's irreplaceable. You know, the composites just don't give you that, and some people want to have that. Right. This, so so I, I like that idea. Okay, a wood floor, because it's easy to maintain. It's flat. You can clean it easily. It, there's not a lot of detail when you're staining it. The detail's in the verticals, in, in the spindles. And then do a glass or some sort of aluminum railing system. Now, what's interesting is is my deck builder friends they own wood they don't they don't put composite on their homes the really really high-end homes also use wood they don't use composite and this one particular guy a friend of mine that says you know he he also sells decks um and he says i never i i have maintenance-free cedar wood decking and this will be at the home and garden show and they was like look at him like what are you talking about he goes i've never had to stain my deck and he goes i always have him do it because we're right across the aisle and he points at us so you can have a maintenance-free wood deck because we'll take care of it for you. That's right, and that's not that much to keep it looking great and keep it feeling great. Um, if your average project is somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars, obviously larger decks and, and intricate projects are going to cost more than that. But um, when you talk about using up two of your precious weekends and the weather might not work out and moisture testing and then not having a guarantee. You guys do offer a guarantee. Yeah, yeah. So we have an 18-month warranty on it. So if the next year it doesn't look the way it's supposed to, no problem. We'll take care of it. We're going to walk. I mean, I was there's there's kind of a joke in the wood industry is once you have wood, you have a hobby for life. And we're going to walk with you, right? We're going to walk your deck with you so that as things come up, we can take care of it. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for being on. What's the best way for homeowners to get a hold of Roof to Deck? I think the website's the easiest way, Roof to spelled T-O deck, roof2deck.com. Roof2deck.com. Yeah, that's it. Or phone number is 651-699-3504. One more time with the number. 651-699-3504. All right. Well, we appreciate you being on. Thanks, Thanks so much for having me, guys. Coming in. Okay. All right. Thanks See so you much, soon. Man. All right. We're going to turn the table over to John Heinrich with Czars of Tar. John, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Oh yeah, forever. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, I miss you guys. Yeah, you know, every why can't I do this every weekend? I know, right? If if we just got paid to be on the radio and that was it, right? Well, you get paid a lot for this, don't you? Oh, tons, man. I'm I'm working on the negotiations uh, with the contracts right now, with the stations, but it's it's been tough. They're playing hardball. Um, John, preparations for projects, making sure you're doing the right preparations. It's it's pretty important when you would uh, when you talk about. Redoing your driveway, whether it's a commercial driveway, residential driveway, and you're going to have asphalt brought in. As a consumer, whether you're a building owner or, or, or again, a residence, what's what are some of the things you got to think about right away at the beginning? Well, first off, if you're thinking about tar, you better call a czar. I think would be a great idea. What's a czar? A czar is a tar ex. A czar's a tar. A czar of tar. Okay. There's probably other types of czars. A czar. C Z A R. Yeah. A czar. A czar. Okay. We're not Russian. Well, now that we, we know, time. what does uh, that person, thing, entity do? Well, we specialize in all things asphalt. That's our bread and butter. But we do some concrete work as well. Uh, mostly that's on your bigger parking lots, flat work, sidewalks, curb and gutter, things like that. 
residential, we do removal and replacement of driveways, uh, new construction driveways. If you're building a home and you want to design a driveway. Um, Seal coating? Yep, yeah, maintenance. So sealing the cracks, sealing the driveway. Um, what do you use to seal the crack? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, what goes in the crack and what goes in the hole? Like what kind of product? Well, see, the, the, it's actually rubber. It's uh, the DOT spec is thirty four oh five hot hot rubber. You want to heat it to about three hundred and fifty degrees, and that rubber goes in and it stays pliable through the winter months. Now, if you buy something that's a oh, that's the crap that makes me fall on my rollerblades. Yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah, you see, oh, so, it's terrible. Now we don't use toilet paper, but if you ever drive down your street and you see the city just came through and they got the whole street toilet papered, that's that rubber that's going down. They're trying to make a barrier so that a car doesn't pull that stuff up right away. Okay. Is that what, is but, that what it is? Is yeah. it? It's not toilet paper though. Oh yeah, yeah. They use rolls of toilet paper. Really? Probably the cheap one ply stuff. I hope. Is and that's enough of a barrier. I mean, <laughs> you only need a barrier for a little while. You know, if we're doing a parking lot, um, you know, what works well is like soapy water. Sometimes, you know, if to, if you want cars right on the parking lot right away. Yeah. But it's nice to have a little bit of a barrier there. I mean, just the natural. If you if people stay off it for a day. Yeah. Um, you know, you get the just kind of dust in the air probably provides enough of a barrier. Uh, but you can run into, you know, we've done a, a driveway or parking lot before where, you know, a car parks in the same spot kind of every time right on kind of an egregious crack where there was a lot of rubber that went down to seal it. And if that car, you know, the tires can, you know, if you got real meaty tires like you do, Charles, you can, yeah. you can get that uh, rubber stuck in those tires. Well, I'm a small guy, pull that so I need a big truck. <laughs> so, you know, you know, what I don't like is when they just get done doing some road work or whatever. And then there's still some of that loose. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you got cars kind of kicking it up. Yeah, yeah. Or or the truck that's spraying the stuff all over the place, and then yeah. you drive next to that truck. Man, that frustrates me. Too. And tack is the worst. If so it, it gets it, on your paint, oh. it's that's it. Yeah. It's, it's staying there. Yeah, so, you know, our customers are happy with how we fill potholes because we don't just throw it in the pothole and let people drive over it like you see a lot of the the city type work yeah, and, and some contractors, we actually uh, put it in uh, nicely, so to speak, you know, and then compact it down. Yep. Um, so you don't have that loose material shooting up on your cars. That frustrates me too. when I drive through that with a steamroller looking thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Or plate, com- uh, plate compactor for tighter areas, but yeah, otherwise a, a heavy roller, usually like a five ton roller. I always think of who framed Roger rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> that, at the end of that movie, you know, when he rolls over that guy, the bad guy. I remember that part. So does somebody come out? We're part. not allowed to do that. If no. you're a building owner or a homeowner and you want an estimate, what and what does that process look like, start to finish? Yeah, so you know, this time of year we're just we're we're busy as all get out with uh, demand, and so if you haven't already gotten some estimates and uh, had a professional assess what you have going on on your parking lot or your driveway. Um, Reach out to us at Zars of Tar at ZarsofTar.com. Um, what we'll do is we'll give you a thorough uh, overview of exactly what your issues are on your parking lot or driveway, and we can put together a great estimate for you. All right. We're going to talk more about preparations for home improvement projects, including driveways, asphalt, sidewalks, all the flat work out there. We'll be right back right after this.
this? A Green Day or something? Yeah. Oh, got one right. Or something. Or something, yeah. A little bit of Green Day in my day. I was a 90s child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. See you all around Home Improvement Hour. Yeah, we need to talk Home Improvements. I've been a little bit tuned out here. Yeah, I don't I'm know ready to re-engage. Perfect. We're in the studio hanging out with John Heinrich with Zars of Tar and just talking about parking lots and driveways and asphalt and kind of how spring seems to be the season where you know you really see all the defects come out. You you see it full-fledged. And um talk a little bit about why that is. I mean, why is it spring? Why is it spring? No, why, why is it spring it, that we see the worst of the worst when it comes to the flat surfaces? It's our, it's our nasty Minnesota freeze-thaw cycle that gets credit for that. I guess it keeps us busy, though. So Right. You must deal with a little bit of that on roofs. I Everything. Mean, you, you got all siding. Yeah. Does the salt? Okay, so I understand you get spring rain, kind of washes it away. But like for a while there in the spring, you get all the snow melt and, and all that residual salt that just it stains, and it's so ugly. Does that do damage long after it just sits there long after it's dumped on the road is it just eating away and eroding at the surface no i don't know if it does a ton of long-term damage the salt tends to kind of dissipate i think um uh, and a lot of people have started to get away from this but throughout the winter the um the businesses that do a mixture of salt and sand Mm -hmm. that sand is really a big part of what can um you know take away that surface uh of your asphalt so asphalt's made up of like 97% rock and sand, right? So you have, you know, bigger rocks and smaller rocks and sand. And so when you look at a brand new paved parking lot or driveway, you see kind of that smooth surface. And so that's what really starts to break down is that um, is that smooth surface and you start to get pitting or raveling. And just age will do that too is where it starts to break down. Do you just love, are you in love with the look of a brand new, just silky smooth Freshly striped parking lot. Do you like or do you love? <laughs> because I tell you what, I see these drone photos that Jasmine takes of these brand new roofs. Um, I call it roof porn. I love the way these brand new roofs look. Such gorgeous colors. You get the drone from above. And, man, I tell you what, there's nothing I love more. Does that Do parking lots do that for you? I don't know if I'm as excited as you, Kyle. Okay. Um, on that on those grounds. But, yeah, you know, stri- just even new striping. On your parking lot, you know, some, maybe some seal coating, get it looking black again, and new striping. But at the very least, you get that thing striped and it pops. It looks great. So curb appeal is huge too, right? I mean, you want to fill potholes. There's liability reasons. There's customers that are coming in your parking lot. They don't want to uh, have their wheel get nailed on a, you know, one of your nice rims like you got, Kyle. You got mm-hmm. nice rims. Oh yeah, I don't want those. Oh yeah, dented. riding on dubs, spinners, nice. all the the you know stuff, it. cool stuff, gold. Yeah, you don't want that stuff dented. You know what I notice is some companies try to squeeze in more parking spaces than they should <laughs> inside of their parking. I wish lots. they all had parking lots like Costco. Isn't there like a, a loop in between, standard, not just a line? Is there a standard measurement for a parking space? You know, you're you're pretty much like your Costco parking spaces in between those lines. You got about nine feet. That's pretty standard. A Walmart parking lot something like that about a nine foot stall there's some places that go 10 foot the best is Byerly's. they put double space yeah they, they give you like an extra that's what costco does it's like a loop in side. between you know but then right, you get people that park at an angle yeah. they take up two because they got you such know, a nice vehicle you know what i do you know people that park like ass hats what is i pull their windshield wipers up 
Oh, that's a good one. And then they wonder why who touched my car. So you're the guy. I, I you're, and you're that guy. Huh? <laughs> who did it? Wait, how would you know? You must be that guy. You know, you realize the uh, at Costco, for example, and you know, uh, I'm proud to say Costco has been a client of mine for a number of years. A few of the stores, and um, the striping there is is definitely unique. You actually need a special stencil for that half moon shape to be able to connect those lines because your striping machine goes straight, and. You know, you'd have to, I don't know, I guess you could do it by hand if you're really good, but it's easier to make a stencil and so you run around, so it's a lot more labor-intensive um, to get that type of striping done. But we're capable of that. Um, we do that type of stuff. ADA compliance is really big. Um, you know, you want to make sure you have your van accessible um, and enough parking uh, areas for uh, handicap zones. You guys look at that, the disability, the ADA stuff, when we you're certainly do, assessing yeah. a parking lot. What sort of capacity do you have this spring to service uh, commercial parking lots or parking ramps? or what? What's the business that you're looking for right now, and what sort of capacity do you guys have in case there's anyone listening who needs work on their parking lot? Yeah, well, you know, we have capacity. We are, we are ramped up and ready to go. Um, we're busy. Um, and that's why it's all the more important to don't uh, sign with the guy it, who can be there tomorrow because that's like a red flag. Well, that could be yeah, exactly. So I like what you had to say earlier about just being honest with the time frame and and the capabilities. Um, and so when somebody talks to us about their needs and we're we're looking at what solutions are going to best help them on their parking lot or driveway, uh, timing is a big issue with that. Sometimes people are are leaving town or maybe their business is busier at one time than another or they need a special consideration for a, a weekend project. Um, so we're, we're real, we pride ourselves on our agility um, and our customer focused uh, effort to, you know, Provide a solution. Yeah, be flexible. We do we do the yeah. same thing and all around. If you have somebody who has to put their house on the market, or they have maybe a grad party coming up, but then you have you know a, a, a whole bunch of other customers and that you want to call to make sure they're okay with it, but they're, they're okay waiting a week or two longer. That's no big deal to them. And then you service the people who have special circumstances. Maybe you bump them up on the list, um, and and someone else gets bumped down on the list who's who's not going to be upset at all. They're totally cool with it, and uh, you know having that ability to be flexible and accommodate the people that that need it is something that uh, you know helps your business and helps take care of the people that have those grad parties and homes for sale and whatever else they exactly. need. Can you talk a little bit about your mix that you use for asphalt? I notice there's a difference. Sometimes you see parking lots that look a lot more rocky and 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 they're not as black and then there's parking lots that are a lot more yeah. black looking. I mean, what's the difference there? Well, part, part of that is maybe mixed design could be one of those things. And the other part is just um, the uh, age of the parking lot might be another. Like I talked about earlier, that kind of that smooth surface starts to uh, go away. And those bigger rocks that are in the mix are just exposed. And so that's what you can you can see a lot of the time. Now, they do make mixes that have larger rocks. Like, for example, you're driving down uh, 694 or 94 you're going to have a bigger rock in there to hold the wheel loads better. Mm. Now, that mix is actually less expensive than the mix that we buy for our residential applications because you want to have more of a fine material on residential. So it won't hold the big semi-truck wheel loads as well, of course, but you don't need that. Most homeowners have a, a couple vehicles, maybe a larger SUV or a truck, but that's it. They don't have any any large traffic traveling 60 miles an hour over it. So, Is um, it worse for the surface to just be parked on or to have traffic driving across it? It's be like on a parking lot. The best thing you can do is get on that thing and drive on it. 
That, it's actually amazing. You put down a new parking lot, and that some within a couple of months, any little idiosyncrasies with the parking lot um, all get beat down and kind of meshed together with all the traffic because our hot sun hits that asphalt and it kind of warms it up. And if you can imagine, like on a Walmart parking lot or your, you know your normal. Um, so it's good for it. Does it settle kind of like a foundation does on a house that they build? Yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit of settling at the with the foundation, um, but we try to make sure that the foundation. If we're actually installing a foundation uh, versus maybe just overlaying or patching a parking lot, we want to make sure that that's packed. Uh, great, you know, a great compaction there, uh, and you get rid of the voids, and then you put down the asphalt on top of that, and then just over the summer, over the first couple of years or so. All that traffic completely needs everything out. So I don't know if you've ever seen where somebody maybe turns the power steering on a bigger truck or something. And you can kind of you see that little mark that people put in their asphalt, or you see it on a parking. For lot. us, it's kind of like a roof ceiling down, like those shingles sealing together. That's exactly the right. roof. Yeah, your roofing system is. Tell me about this. Yep, this sealed always, down. This always annoyed me, especially as a kid. They would redo a road, and then they just lay rock on top of the the asphalt so that you would drive over it and eventually what? <laughs> yeah. push that what is that so that's uh that's a chip seal process chip seal chip okay. se- yeah and so you know that's something that cities and counties probably employ more because and, and you'll see this at like city parks and things like that where you have a asphalt surface but they want to get something more substantial on there than just a, a seal coat okay um and so that the chip seal is actually where they'll put down um some some tar really or tack attack coat and then put the um, granite or uh, some type of smaller rock we don't actually offer that service mm-hmm. um, you know a lot of companies have gotten away from that in the years you used to have you know your um, grocery stores would have their parking lot chip sealed it is a cheaper uh, option than maybe uh, overlaying the whole parking lot with a couple inches of asphalt mm-hmm. now you just have a good quarter inch or so of uh, or a half inch maybe of this chip seal product but those rocks shed as you know yeah, because it's made to kind of yeah beat, get beat in by the cars, and that's yeah. what you see on roads. And they still do that residential streets, but all the resident or all the uh, retail has pretty much gotten away from that because that stuff tracks into their stores, ruins their carpet, and I mean flies all over cars too. I oh mean, yeah, you know, it just gets flung all over the place. Yeah, as a kid, I didn't like it because I you know I'd skateboard all over. Oh yeah, or your bike, you yeah. wipe out on that stuff, and now you got rocks in your knee for and a couple miles. Yeah, exactly. I Sharp. And we don't we don't do that stuff. There are a few companies in town that do that. They're again larger companies that are generally doing uh, you know large accounts with city parks or residential roads. Um, but uh, if that's something you're looking for on your on your parking lot, if it's more of an industrial type use where you just have uh, you know trailer parking there or something like that, and you don't have peep foot traffic coming in and out or carts, that might be a good option for you. And and Zarzatar can help you Kyle's connect. Look- Kyle wants to park his trailer a few different places. We'll have to talk about that. We'll be right back right after this. We're talking kickstands sinking into asphalt. Yes. <laughs> right. We'll be right back. Yeah, they do.
Welcome back, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. It's the final segment of the All Around Home Improvement Hour. It's the last show that we're talking about project preparation. Proper project planning. Yeah, that's what I meant. Project preparation. Sure, that could be good. Yeah, we'll start now. Start early because it's going to be a busy year. It's making out to be a busy year. Materials are taking longer to get. They're going up in price three to four times the rate that they used to. So we used to get one price increase a year. Now we're getting like three to five. And uh, they're taking longer to get. We still want to be able to help you uh, folks in the Twin Cities that need work on your, uh, whether it's a community townhome association or you own a building that needs work or maintenance or has storm damage or you're a homeowner that's looking to, uh, whether it's an insurance claim, get your roof replaced or um, pay some money out of pocket to invest in new windows or siding. We would love to hear from you, and, and it would certainly be to your benefit to get that process started, even if you're just looking at to figure out what it costs because you want to plan for the future. Maybe this is a, a winter, a fall, a winter, or a 2022 project. Get started now. Get an idea of what it costs, your goals, what you want. It never hurts to get you know do some of that research ahead of time and let some experts help you along the way in figuring that out accelerating the curve charles well said kyle well said let's uh turn the conversation over to our show guest uh today no no let's just talk about all of all right we're, time, so. yeah we're done with yeah, john just kidding i'm trying no, to figure out how we can make we asphalt can about well I, I have a question i have a question do you guys is it the same stuff that goes on the roofs as the road the asphalt like uh, the, the flat roofs the tar, yeah, the tar, uh, yeah, kinda. I guess you kind of stumped me there. I'm not, you know, I've never done uh, the tar on the flat roof. Similar, sure. Okay, that's more of like a goopy kind of tar. You know what we do? We we uh, you know, pavement or you know the asphalt that we are actually putting down on roads and driveways and parking lots is not the same kind of tar that you'd put on top of your uh, okay on top of your roof. So yeah, I, see, I, no. little, I knew that. I just yeah. I wanted to see what you knew. See, so you can't pave to, a roof. Yes. It, when, uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, Kyle, by the way, make sure you tell your customer first do the roof, then the driveway. Sometimes people get that mixed up there. Yeah, I don't and know why anybody would do that. And you drop yeah. materials on there, and then you end up with a little imprint, and then we mm-hmm. have to go back out to... to well, we it. like that, especially when people are, like, budgeting. You know, first do the roof, and then do <laughs> I'm the sure driveway. you guys like yeah. that. Does that work okay yeah, with that, you guys? Yeah, that works okay. totally fine with us. Let me ask you, okay. John, do you guys mix your own asphalt, or do you buy it pre-mixed? Uh, that's a good question. We, we buy it pre-mixed, as does probably 90% of the paving companies out there. There's a few that have their own asphalt plant. Like so, MnDOT? Or so who, what's I like... mean, where who gets all the agates so I can go looking for agates? Through, through this? <laughs> you know, every once in a while, I will find... Um, well, no, Kyle... Kyle and I. Are you the like, guy that looks through the little, the rocks, yes, the islands, uh, totally. at the store? Yeah, that's just, us. I, I'm not even licking, kidding. Licking rocks, aren't that, you? That, uh, okay. <laughs> well, you lick your finger and then you wipe the rock, then oh. you lick the same finger again. Oh, okay. You act yeah. like we're so. joking here. We are not <laughs> joking. It's the Am truth. I? Kyle is, has been into it longer than I am, uh, but my wife is also into rock hunting, and um, so we we do look for agates. Huh. And and I'm not going to give away all the secrets of okay. the best places to find okay. them because. That's for you to figure out on your own, listeners. But I will tell you that I get very frustrated when I'm looking at an asphalt parking lot and I see the coolest-looking agate 
You can't get it out. And there's nothing you can do about caved it. Caved in there. It's entombed. Ooh, those last longer. <laughs> they pay a premium for those agate parking lots, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, let me tell you, there's one in our back uh, back lot by the dumpster, and I, it's a perfectly orange. He's going to be out there with a hammer day. and a chisel. I know. It's really, really nice, uh, but it, it's entombed, and you, there's nothing you can do about it. Huh. So no, t- tell me, where can I find these rough rocks? Problem. <laughs> rough problem. Uh, so we, you know, I'll go to the asphalt um, supplier that we use. Ninety percent of the time, uh, if we're within the the metro area at all, is commercial asphalt. Mm. Um, they're the largest supplier, I think, by far in our state, and uh, and they have a bunch of silos. They they make the they mix together all the agate. They cut the rocks the way that they should. And um, and mix it all together with some oils and put it up in the silo, and they make those different batches or mix designs, if you will, for uh, different projects. They what crush the, the rock as well. That's right. Yep. yep. So, so there's larger rocks in certain sections and smaller rocks sure. in other sections. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah, like on right. uh, the highways, he was talking about commercial, and, and that's why no matter what, when you get your, sometimes I've had people ask me before, why can I? How come I can see the rock? Well, yeah. asphalt's like ninety-seven percent rock. Makes sense. So you're gonna you're gonna be able to see it. The thing is, is it's easier when you're when you line up your paver. So this is the machine that you see that the it's got a big hopper. All the asphalt gets dumped in there. It's hot, rip roaring hot, and it gets cycled through there and put down. And then you have a screed on the back of the paver, and that's heated. And as that moves along, it gives you a nice smooth finish. Mm-hmm. Now, any area that you have to do by hand because it's up in the tight corner or it's at the beginning or the end of a job, um, you have to rake that out. And anytime you touch that asphalt, if it didn't get get dropped behind that uh, paver, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to see rocks because, and it's going to look shady. So this is more this is more of a, um, you know, you can just see it. I yeah. guess it's just a cosmetic thing. It's like Bill was talking last week that um, you know, with construction, you have all these raw materials and you got to put them together and you got to make them look perfect. And and he was saying, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. That's right. And it's about setting expectations with your customers and, right. and knowing your business and and telling them, hey, it, it's not going to look perfect here, here, and here. But you set those expectations properly. Things go really well. It's when it's when you come in and you don't see anything, and then the project is done, and then they're upset because something doesn't look the way they expected. That's you know, right. so that's what stars of tar and all around do uh, exceptionally well. Is we have those sometimes difficult conversations uh, with our customers to make sure that they know what to expect uh, with that final product, and if something's going to be less than perfect because we're working, we have certain boundaries and and areas and homes that we're working with and sometimes perfect is not obtainable that's right but john today you look perfect man let me ask you did you do all sides of the business i mean did you do some of the work the field work and then transition to sales yes i did you did see that's really awesome when you can work with somebody that has has been in the trenches so to speak and has done the the dirty work and now now, I mean, what what is it that you do? I mean, I think I have an idea. I know that you're a sales rep for the for the company, but yeah, um, do you meet with homeowners? I do. Yeah, so I'm the director of business development. Uh, my my schedule is more full with property managers, I guess, and, and building owners for the lion's share of it. Uh, but I do meet with residential homeowners as well. We have a, a few other um, gentlemen that help us out to do that and. Um, you know, all you have to do really is go to czarsoftar.com, C-Z-A-R-S of tar.com. What about for people who Click can't get online? Oh, well, you could give or us a call how. as well. 
The easiest way is to fill out that form online, click the uh, Give Us an Estimate button. But if you want to give us a call, it's 763-421-6417. Thanks for that, Kyle. You can learn. One more time with that number. 763-421-6417. All right, you know what that means when they turn the music on. I do. Yeah, it means we're getting ready to wrap up here. We appreciate you uh, being on the show. Thanks so much for coming in again. Hey, Zarzatar really appreciates the relationship we have here with all.